Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 1st. Happy Monday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus or PL Pro? What are you doing? Come on by. It's the best way to support Pitcher List. The Discord is massive. We have all these people answering questions every day. We actually have live chats every single day from our Pitcher List staff to answer your questions on the Discord. You can only get that by getting PL Plus or PL Pro. So go sign up at pitchlist.com slash premium. You also get an app website. You get our PL Bot daily and weekly fantasy projections. You got to do it. It's awesome. Um, Nestor Cortez, it was not awesome, though. 4.2 innings, 7 earned runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, 7 Ks. Oh, boy. What is going on with Nestor Cortez? His slider isn't as good as it used to be. Just 8 out of 18 strikes here, um, meaning he had to rely too much on the fastball and the cutter. But then again, the fastball just went 1 for 44 whiffs here against the Rangers. I understand the Rangers are a very good offense in the moment, but Nestor Cortez isn't really acting like that SP2, SP3 that we really wanted him to be this year. I'm hoping that he does get better moving forward, but it is the Rays twice and then the Jays the next three. Oh boy. It might be a case where if he struggles in those, you might want to buy low at the end of that schedule. If you have Nestor Cortez, good luck. That's the best I can tell you right now. Jose Suarez went against the Brewers, had a fantastic start, got the win. Five innings, zero earned runs, two hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. 43% CSW for the King Cole. His changeup was all of a sudden a big weapon. And that's a huge thing for Suarez because last year, I was all about his lefties. Sorry, him dominating lefties was everything with that slider. But because changeups are now a big thing, that means he can do well against righties. And maybe that does mean that Suarez could be something legit moving forward. It's not the best matchup moving uh, in his next start. I don't really know if I need to go after Suarez right now. But still, I'm paying attention here. I think that maybe Jose Suarez could become something legit if he has both that changeup and slider moving forward. Chris Sale against the Guardian, 6.1 innings of one run, five strikeouts, three hits, zero walks. It's good to see this. The changeup actually wasn't very good at one out of nine CSW. I think the Babbitt went the other way. Fortunately for him, it was really, really high in previous starts. It was pretty good for him in this one. I, I'm just going to keep starting Chris Sale and hope for the best. That's pretty much all we can do now with Chris Sale. I don't really think that he was so back and we're totally fine now. I think the roller coaster is still going on. Austin Gomber did well against Arizona and that's wonderful, I guess. Uh, Sonny Gray against the Royals is still doing wonderful things. Six innings pitched, one and run, five hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Got the win against Kansas City. His slider went five for 21 whiffs. 52% CSW on the curveball is insane. And the fact that he's not throwing a ton of fastballs for his success is exactly what you want to see from Sonny Gray because those fastballs are Probably the worst thing that he has in his repertoire. So this is all good. I might sell high on Sonny Gray as he has a history of being volatile. And this might be a moment where another fantasy manager says, you know what? I think Sonny Gray is that SP2 that I need for my team for the rest of the year. 
you might be able to upgrade your your offense in a major way and cash out now for Sonny Gray. He gets the Guardians and the Cubs, and I'm just going to keep starting for now. I'm not going to give him the Aces going to Ace label yet, but Sonny Gray, I really hope this sticks around with that curveball slider and cutter. The other Gray, that is Josiah, went against Pittsburgh, got the win, six innings, one and run, three hits, three walks, and six Ks. The Pirates have been really good lately, so this is actually more impressive than you would normally think facing the Pirates. 37% CSW across his four-seamer in 35 thrown. That's really been odd to see the last two starts. I remember being in on Josiah Gray because, oh, hey, few fastballs, and it's going cutters and sliders and curveballs instead. Here, actually, for the second straight start, that fastball's actually been used over 30% of the time and having success. I hope that sticks around. It was much better command than we've seen from Josiah Gray here, also with the sliders and curveballs going down. I, I kind of dig it. I don't know if I can really buy it yet, but I'm more inclined to believe in Josiah Gray now than I was last week. So I'm I'm crossing my fingers, but I think it really is dependent on Josiah Gray's command, and I don't know if I want to believe it quite yet. Martin Perez went against the judgeless Yankees and did exactly what you would think. Six innings, one earned run, six sets, one walk. Two strikeouts, fine, but he has good pitch separation, gets the Angels and Athletics next. I think that's fine. I think they're okay with Martin Perez. I don't love the Angels start. I'm fine with the Athletics start. Justin Steele. Justin Steele did well against the Marlins. Six innings, two and runs, seven hits, one walk, three Ks. Not really as impressive as you'd want it to be. That's a bad whip of one, three, three, and only three strikeouts. And he didn't get a win. He gets the Marlins next time. Hopefully that's better. The fastball and slider command was not very good. That's really the problem here. Hopefully that is better next time. I was warming up to Justin Steele last week. And the command took a step back. So hopefully it's better. I mean, you get the Marlins again. You're going to do that. Jose Arquiti left his game with a sore shoulder. Uh, 5.1 innings, 200 runs, 3 hits, 1 walk, and 3 Ks. He got the win. I hope he's fine. He's going to get an MRI. If there is any delay here, if there is, maybe he's on the IL, it could be Forrest Whitley time. I don't really know if I'm going to jump in on that one, as I feel like Whitley's been all over the place for years now, but maybe I'm just missing something completely. Maybe Forrest Whitley's just the best version of himself now. That could be interesting. Mike Clevenger did well against the Rays. Five innings, two earned runs, seven hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. He allowed two solo shots in the fourth, and that was it. I don't really believe that he's doing anything elite here. I know eight strikeouts is cool. He's been going mostly two-pitch, and he introduced the cutter for 21% usage to be a third option here. And that was sub-50% strikes and a 16% CSW. I just don't think the fastball and the slider are elite. I'm happy the changeup helped at six for eight strikes, but I just think... Clevenger isn't the one to go for him. By the way, this was a 1.6 whip. Yes, against a team like the Rays, but those eight strikeouts are not something that I'm going to believe in. Brian Hoeing went for the Marlins. Sure, you went to five innings of 200 runs against the Cubs. Great. I'm happy it worked out for him. I really don't think his stuff is worthwhile. Logan Allen went against the Guardians. Five innings, 200 runs, four hits, two walks, eight Ks. Got the loss. It was a very dreary day. In Cleveland, and uh, sorry, not Cleveland, in Boston, I think it affected him a bit because he won 104 pitches. And I love the fact with two outs in the fifth, the Guardians let him face Devers and get out of it. He spotted a fastball away, got strike three, and was able to get through five. You love to see that. Um, 
they're calling it a splitter on Savant. Apparently, Logan Allen, uh, I got a wonderful uh, DM um, from a listener who said, hey, Logan Allen said that it's not a splitter. It's just misclassified. It's just a changeup. does make me feel a little bit better because you know how I feel about splitters. They're not very consistent. But the fact that Allen really has three pitches, he has the four-seamer, he has the slider, and he has the changeup with the slider really being that uh, really being that pitch in this one, 43% usage here. It's exactly what you want, and then the changeup more as the backup option against uh, right-handers and sometimes against lefties. I think this is a good arsenal for Logan Allen. I think also he sticks around. Um, when the Guardians say get Aaron Savali back or maybe Tristan McKenzie, I think he's the one that sticks instead of Tanner Bybee. Maybe not. I don't know. I hope they both stick around and they say, you know what, please get out of here. Cal Quantro, whatever. I really hope so. I think Logan Allen is a very solid play and should be held in all 12 teamers at the moment. Um, Colin Ray against the Angels. Nine strikeouts. I know that's absolutely crazy. Nine strikeouts from Colin Ray. Should you buy into this? I'll let you know. After this break, when it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Colin Ray against the Angels, five innings, two and runs, three hits, Womock, nine Ks. Nope, don't buy it. He did a really good job jamming right-handers with those sinkers. The sweeper did well, but I can't really do this. He does get the Giants and Royals next, and he's throwing a tick harder. There's a chance. But yeah, I just, I don't really think that Colin Ray is that good. Spencer Turnbull against the Orioles, four innings, two and runs, five hits, two walks, three Ks. It's kind of weird. Four seamers up and away has cut action. And you would think against lefties, you would go up and in. He went up and away. It got a lot of called strikes, but I feel like, what are you doing? Like, that's got to be, a uh, you got to get those quick outs jamming, guys. Sure, and return 13 called strikes and a 44% CSW, but those could be outs. You know, I, I think it's just kind of weird. I don't know. I don't think you should be chasing Spencer Turnbull at all. Kim Waldachuk actually did something very interesting. He went against the Reds in Oakland, which is as good as a situation as you go for against the Reds. 5.2 innings, 300 runs, 6 sets, 1 walk. Already bad, right? No decision. Did not get you the win. Bad ratios. 7 strikeouts. And he went 44% sweepers. There's something to that. 44% sweepers with with fastballs as well in the zone. Now, his command of both were bad. There are a lot of like YM lock, that is middle location um, vertically. So nothing high, low, it's just all middle. You don't want that, but if he's able to get some separation there with high four seamers and then focusing 44% sweepers down, that actually could be really good. And, oh man, he gets the Royals next. There might be something that Waldachuk is doing now if he is really 
going to pitch like this. I'm paying attention, Waltachuk. Do well against the Royals here. If you need a deep streaming option, that might be a very sneaky start. Noah Syndergaard did something ridiculous against the Cardinals. He got a win. No. Uh, 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 0 walks. Nothing ridiculous. 0 strikeouts. The man earned 16 outs, not a single one with a strikeout. Don't start Noah Syndergaard. Alex Cobb was in Mexico City against the Padres. And look, 300 runs on 5 innings. Honestly, props to him. Again, a bad whip. Everyone had a bad whip today. <laughs> 7 hits, 0 walks, but he got 7 strikeouts. I don't like the fact that his slider is gone. This was the pitch that got me interested in Alex Cobb in the preseason because having another pitch to get strikes with would be a really nice thing to set up that splitter. But he didn't throw a single one. Why? He has sinkers for called strikes. He has curveballs for called strikes, but only at the beginning of counts. And when it gets to be like a 2-1 count... He's not going to throw that curveball. So it's either going to be a sinker or a splitter. And you need a slider. It's just something else. I don't get it. I really just don't understand. I feel like he's a cherry bomb. I mean, that's just my takeaway from that. Drew Rasmussen against the White Sox. We expected great things. We got five innings, 300 runs, nine hits, zero walks, three Ks. Ugh. That's 50-50 now for Rasmussen being really good or just not good at all. Hopefully he does better against the Yankees as they don't have Judge. Just one for 23 CSW between the slider and curve here for Rasmussen. Ah, oh, man. Come on. You're better than this. We know this. We know this. Nicola Dolo was in Oakland. Five innings, 300 runs, five hits, zero walks, seven Ks. Sure, it was one earned run more than you wanted, but everything else was good. Over 40% CSW on both the fastball and the curve here. Feel good about Nicola Dolo. Cal Brash didn't do well against the Tigers. 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. Slider did well at a 44% CSW, but everything else didn't do well. Um, he gets Atlanta, and he gets Pittsburgh next, and I don't want to do that whatsoever. The Amish Mustang himself, Jacob Woodford, <laughs> went against the Dodgers, 3.2 innings, 300 runs. We don't care. Uh, we just want Matthew Libertor to be here, and hopefully he is soon. Hugh Darvish earned a gallows pole with 21 whiffs. and also had 37% CSW in Mexico City against the Giants. But it was six innings, four in runs, nine hits. Again, terrible ratios. Zero strikeouts. Sorry, zero walks, but nine strikeouts. You know, I really had this thought about Darvish where I, I, I see a world where Darvish is able to command his fastball, but he just doesn't do it. When's the last time you actually saw a game where Darvish was precise with his four-seamer. I feel like it's just always a scatter plot or a, a shotgun blast is really what I should say. And what we want to see, we actually do want to see elevated four-seamers from him. Then we want to see the slider and the cutter getting strikes and staying down, maybe some splitters or curveballs down. Like, he has all the tools. He just doesn't have the command. It, it drives me insane. I feel like he's a premium cherry bomb. And I know this is the Mexico City start. And I'm saying this... I just really had this deep thought last night, regardless of Mexico City, that yeah, you Darvish just doesn't have good fastball command. Maybe one day he will, but he does not right now. And it's, he really hasn't. When's the last time you saw that? Yeah. Chris Bassett against the Mariners, five innings, four runs, two hits, four walks, seven Ks. He had a really rough first inning, but then was great after that. And that's a representation of 2023. You keep you keep moving on with Chris Bassett. You should be good uh, moving forward with him. 
Bailey Falter against the Astros. Well, yeah, it's the Astros. You don't want to start Bailey Falter there. Mark Marco Gonzalez against the Jays. Don't want to start him there. He's still doing the thing, though. He's he's doing cutters and sinkers to jam batters. And then he's doing changeups and curveballs down. I kind of dig that. He gets the Astros next. I don't really want to do that one, but I, I kind of want to be in for Marco Gonzalez against the Tigers, especially if he has that same command against the Astros. Ryan Nelson was in cores. You don't do it. It's cores. Yohan Aviator was very disappointing for many managers against the Nationals because his command isn't good. We saw him in previous starts get away with that command um, with a lot of stuff in the middle of the plate. He didn't, uh, he didn't get away with it here. Lots of curveballs and sliders in the middle of the zone got slapped around by, by the Nationals. Now he gets Toronto. I don't want to do that. He gets the Orioles after that. I probably don't want to do that one either. I understand that we're excited about Aviator. We see this stuff. Trust me. I've been the guy talking about Aviator for like two years about potential if he has command, but it's not there yet. I would just keep him on the wire and hope it shows up later. And then there's Brady Singer. He is the same guy that he has been for two years. I know. 2.2 innings, 8 earned runs. You're frustrated. You're you're upset you drafted Brady Singer. I get it. But he isn't this bad. He also isn't elite either. He's a cherry bomb. And if you just go into this thinking that Brady Singer is a cherry bomb, it'll make your decisions a lot easier. He's he's going to be great at some point this season for a wonderful stretch. It could be starting in the next time. I don't know when. He's a cherry bomb. You don't know what to expect. And that's just the way that it is. Looking forward to today's games. We have Spencer Strider, Luis Garcia, and Charlie Morton. Auto start there. Drew Smiley and Blake Snell in the probable start tier. Questionable start tier is Mackenzie Gord, Domingo Herman, Jose Barrios, Tony Gonsolin. As the, the, the real questionable starts, maybe not even Tony Gonsolin or Tyler McGill or Cal Quantrill at the end of this. But the Yankees don't have Judge. Uh, Tyler McGill is against Atlanta. I don't really ah. And but maybe Tom McGill can go five innings of like two and runs or something. And Tony Gonsolin, I don't know how long he's gonna go. Uh, it could work out against the Phils. We'll see. Do not start here. Tom Walker, how many innings is he gonna throw? He was removed with forearm uh, problems last time. Luke Weaver against the Padres. Don't want to touch that. Ross Stripling against the Astros. Absolutely not. And Corey Kluber against the Jays. And the Mets are going like a bullpen game today. No, thank you. Tomorrow, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Joe Ryan, Zach Gallon, obvious auto starts here. Julio Urias, Logan Gilbert, Hunter Brown, duh. Freddy Peralta's in course, and I'm still making that an auto start. And the probable start tier, Tyler Wells is the stream pick of the day against the Royals. I think that's a really good option for you. You have Tanner Bybee against the Yankees without Judge, or likely without Judge. That should be really good. Bryce Elder against the Marlins. That's a nice stream. You have Patrick Sandoval against the Cardinals. The Cardinals haven't been so good lately. That should work out well. Hayden Wesneski against the Nationals. That should be fine. Mason Miller against the Mariners. I'm going for that one. I know it hasn't been bliss so far through two starts. I'm still a fan of Mason Miller, guys. He's going to get better and better. The Mariners are not so scary at the moment. Graham Ashcraft against the Padres. I think he's going to get worse as the season goes on. But I think you're okay against the Padres. I think if you have Graham Ashcraft, you're going to do that. Kikuchi, I don't really trust the command being so good, but I understand that you're likely going to start him instead of uh, putting him in the questionable start tier against the Red Sox. And then John Gray is fine against the Diamondbacks, but I don't really like that one. I'm not running to go and chase it. In the questionable start tier, Michael Walker could work out against the Reds. 
Not a big fan of that. Steven Matz, I think over time is going to be really good, but against the Angels, he might want to wait one more start. Anthony Escafani against the Astros. It's the Astros. Michael Kopech against the Twins. He actually has been better from a skill standpoint. Hasn't worked out for him. The Twins are still a good offense, so I don't want to do it. And Joey Lucchese is probably going to go instead of Max Scherzer as the Mets are going to push back one more day because of the possibility of a rainout on Tuesday. And Lucchese would go against the Tigers. There's a chance it works. I just don't think Lucchese is that good. And the do not start to your Matt Strom is getting the Dodgers. I don't know how many pitches they're going to let him go. Strom is not going to strike out 11 again. And the Dodgers, I know they're worse against lefties, but still, I don't want to do that. Contreras, Romanzi Contreras against the Rays. I know he did well last time, but come on, don't buy it. This fastball isn't good. Trevor Williams against the Cubs. No, thank you. Tanner Houck against the Jays. Absolutely not. Michael Lorenzen against the Mets. No, thank you. Ryan Yarbrough, Josh Fleming, and Ryan Feltner. Absolutely not. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for support here of the podcast and of the site. The best way to support us is, of course, getting PL Plus or PL Pro. So consider doing that at pitchros.com slash premium. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bamboos be low and your strikeouts high.